0: Welcome to the Reinventing Adulthood podcast by me, Certified Life Coach, Jay Rush. And me, Odin. So today's episode, well, today's episode was going to be about um, the downside of resisting emotions, of not processing them correctly. Um, What today is going to be about instead is an experience I had while surfing um, that is related to emotion, uh, especially the fear component of emotion. Um, so to get right down to it, uh, the swell finally picked up here in Baja California. There was a big north northwest swell hit Hawaii. I guess Hawaii's got huge waves. California kind of got the um, the swell after that, and then it's moved down here to Baja California Sur. Um, the swell report says about five to six foot. The it's never right. <laughs> Um, the sets end up being about two to four foot overhead, uh, when they do come in. Um, so it can be a little bit intimidating there's a lot of water moving around. It's a little bit scary. Um, I woke up this morning and I saw the waves crashing and I got nervous, like, um, like wanting to puke in my mouth a little bit nervous. Um, and I just kind of let it happen and I didn't panic and I didn't judge it, um, but I acknowledge it. I was like, I was like, yeah, the waves are big. The waves have not been big for a couple months. And so for me, it takes a little getting used to kind of easing into it, but it went from small to big pretty fast. So I got to my local surf break and, um, suited up in my wetsuit, waxed my board, took a look at the surf, said some hot, some hellos to some guys on the beach that I know. And then I paddled out and even the paddle out was kind of like, it's funny because when you're, when you're in the water, you're looking for signs, and the signs were kind of like you should get out of the water. <laughs> but I kept paddling out and took a couple of waves on the head just to get out to the lineup. <clears throat> and the lineup is sort of you know where the wave breaks and everybody kind of hangs out at the peak, uh, waiting for their uh, optimal position to catch the wave. And I get out there and I see a couple other buddies and we talk for a second. And then the sets start to come in and um, I slowly kind of work my way up the peak and find a way, find a position up a little bit deeper. And then a wave comes and I paddle for it. And um, I second guess myself and I kind of get hung up on the lip and it takes me over the falls. So from the top of the wave down to the bottom with my board. Um, And it's scary at first, but it kind of shoves me down and then i work my way back up to the surface and get some air. And it really wasn't that traumatic. I was actually pretty happy that I kind of got it out of the way. Um, and then another set came and I paddled for the first wave in the set, which, um, on big days is kind of a no, no. Um, so I paddled for the first wave. I didn't make it. I got caught inside and then the, the, it was basically a cleanup set. Um, and so these, you know, probably two to three foot overhead waves started coming in and breaking, um, in front of me and, uh, I had to make a choice of whether I was going to paddle really hard to get over them or through them or if I was going to let it break in front of me and then just duck dive it because I didn't want it to break on top of me. Both waves broke in front of me, um, and they're frightening when it happens because it's just a big wall of dark blue water, and then it smashes, and it sounds like an airplane taking off. And And the, the first wave tossed me around pretty good, but I held onto my board and came up for air and got a breath of air before the next wave came. And the next wave was a little bit bigger and it broke in front of me and I tried to dive underneath it and it just like grabbed me like a man grabbing a child um, and threw my board out of my hands and rolled me around in little weird concentric circles like I was in a washing machine. And at some point my board hit me in the back of the head and things went black briefly. And I could still feel that I was holding to my leash and I could still orient which way was up but it hurt and the conversation in my head was you have enough air don't go black just make your way up to the top and then you can make decisions from there long story short i um i surf a little bit longer i caught a couple of waves but my head wasn't really into it and then i finally went into the beach um and as i was going back to my car i noticed something that was different from times past and that um I acknowledged that I had been afraid. I acknowledged that um, I'd maybe gotten hurt. Um, but I was not in a place of judgment for my fear. I was not overly amped up with adrenaline. I was not overthinking it and questioning like my um, resolve or questioning my ability to be in the lineup or be in waves of consequence, which is something different from the past in that in the past, I think I would have made my judgment of fear and judgment of that emotional experience into something more into something sort of demeaning, um, or that would take energy from me. Um, and I recognized that I wanted to put like a bookmark in it. Like I, I stuck a pen in that because I wanted to talk about it and here's why. You see, fear is not the problem. It is our fear of fear and the physical experience of fear that we're averse to. So fear as a physical manifestation is like the um, the tightness in the stomach, the buzzing in the back of the head, the um, the blinders on in our vision, like the myopic tunnel vision, Um muscle tension, accelerated heart rate. And that physical experience is really uncomfortable for us to the point that we actually develop a reflexive aversion to it. Like we're not signing up to experience fear. That's not what any of us really want. But you know the deal. I mean, you can't go through life without experiencing fear. It's just, it's going to show up randomly. Random events are going to happen. Um, The world is a dangerous place. The world is a scary place. So the question becomes not, are we going to experience fear? But when we come up against fear, how are we going to process it? How are we going to learn from it? How are we going to grow from it? How are we going to come out the other side stronger as a result of it? And maybe the easy answer is that we welcome it like an old friend and we get to see it objectively as a physical experience. But what's the point of doing that? Like what, what benefit could we possibly derive from just facing fear and experiencing it honestly and objectively? Where, where does that get us? And the answer is this, that nothing worth doing in our lives doesn't also come with the fear of failure and the fear of shame and to a certain degree, the fear of existential or spiritual death. And that fear can be very real and very tangible, and it can stop us in our tracks if we're not prepared to deal with it. And so many of us live in a world where we are in constant refusal, in constant denial of fear As in, we don't want to feel it because it's uncomfortable. And we're not getting anywhere. The only way we grow, the only way we move to the next level, the only way we defeat our demons, the only way we learn to be something other than what we are now, the person we don't think we have permission to be, that all comes from embracing the lessons of fear. So what did I learn? Today, I learned, one, to recognize fear. And then I learned to compartmentalize it, as in to assess it for its reality. Like, am I afraid of dying or am I just making up a story? And then I did a little rational calculus where I was like, what is fear worth to me today? And for me, the experience of fear today was about if I go out in eight-foot waves, then the next time I go out in six-foot waves – it's not going to seem so scary. Now, it's not a stretch to apply that as a metaphor to virtually anything. But maybe the most important lesson I learned was not to judge my fear. I could have easily construed it as an experience to avoid at all costs because of the discomfort associated with it. But it is primarily a physical discomfort, not a psychic or psychological discomfort, until we start to indulge ourselves in the story around what the physical sensation means. This is bad. This is inopportune. This is really uncomfortable. I'm in danger. There's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with this situation. That's what keeps us from going forward. That's what keeps us scared. That's what keeps us from growing. So how do we translate this to everyday life? The simple answer is this. Whenever fear shows up, we acknowledge it, and we move towards it. In moving towards it, we submit ourselves to the physical experience. In submitting ourselves to the physical experience, we learn that that's all fear is. It is a manifestation of thoughts of physical or spiritual annihilation that 99 out of 100 times simply are not true. And if we can move into that, and then move past it, we learn the first lesson in personal evolution in that the risks we take will not kill us. And we start to learn that other people's judgments will not kill us. And that failure is simply a challenge to learn and do better next time. And that we have the freedom and the privilege to fail as often as we need to to become the powerful and singular entity we've always wanted to be. That birthright is there for the taking, and it is not accessible via asking other people for permission or waiting for inspiration or hoping it lands in our lap. It is only accessible through our commitment to discomfort and the knowledge that we know will be better as a result of that commitment. Thanks for listening today. I'm honored to share that with you. Um, If you have any questions, reach out to me at um, www.jrushcoaching.com. You can send me an email. Um, You can message me at jrushcoaching on Instagram or even on Facebook at jrushcoaching as well. Uh, Thanks. Have a great day. Enjoy yourselves. Bye.